Welcome to the Australian Property Investment Podcast with your host, Aaron Christie-David. Each episode, we ask an expert to share their key insights for aspiring investors to make confident property choices. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast, all about helping you make better property choices. I'm Aaron Christie-David, founder of Atelier Wealth, a mortgage broking business specialising in helping property investors. Join us each week as we speak to leading experts in their field to ask them the hard questions. And this week, we've got Joe Natoli from the Rental Specialist in the studio with us. G'day, Joe. How are you doing? I'm great, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Big smile on your face. Love to have you on the show. Thanks very much. Uh, Joe runs the Rental Specialist. Joe, I don't want to give away your age um, because you're, you're looking fantastic for, uh, in the studio here. But you've been in property since, I guess, in um, property management since 1997, which, I mean, over that lifetime, talk us through what's been your experience and kind of gives a bit of background to to yourself as well. I did start the rental specialists in 97, although I've been in the industry since 1991. Uh, So over the years, I've seen um, the good, the bad, the ugly and the terrific of property management, and it's been fantastic. I love it. Excellent. Thanks very much. Uh, I just want to start off the show by also saying that while our discussions are general in nature, does not constitute financial advice. We don't know your current situation. If you do want to talk about finances, feel free to reach out to myself and the team at hello at atelierwealth.com.au. Joe will also drop your details into the show notes as well. But how about we kick off? And I often call property managers kind of the unsung hero of the property investing team. Um, Maybe you sit a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, maybe people think they can do it themselves as well. So that's what I really want us to kind of like, tackle those topics and go from as a property investor, you're really protecting our nest egg. You're protecting our income producing asset. So I see you as an investment, really. So, Joe, I mean, talk us through like you've seen a lot of properties in your lifetime. Talk us through what your trained eye is kind of looking for as a property manager. Uh, in terms of uh, when I'm looking for a tenant. That would be a great place to start, yeah. Um, I'm looking for somebody – I'm not looking for somebody who can only have the ability to pay the rent but who's also going to uh, really take care of a property and look after it like it's their own and um, appreciate that it is somebody else's place and treat it like that as well. Um, But you're right, property managers are the – I, I like they're the missing piece of the investment puzzle in my mind. Uh, property managers typically aren't thought of as part of an overall investment team member, yes. and um, they really ought to be seen as a really valuable member of the investors' uh, team that they surround themselves with because we really are an important piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. I, I think sometimes people judge a property manager by the lowest um you know, fee that they would charge yeah. as opposed to I'm like, you actually want to pay a property manager more to take care of your property, you know, the right tenant. They screen them ongoing checks on the property as well because they really are the feet on the ground to keep an eye and an ear out on your property, right? So talk us yeah. through kind of what is, like in any industry, there's good and there's great. Yeah. So what is a great property manager doing? A great property manager well, they have their systems and procedures in place, so uh, they're doing their um, arrears preferably on a daily basis. They're really proactive with their repairs and maintenance, 
um, and their uh, periodic inspections. And when they're doing those periodic inspections, they will pick up those items that need um, attention so that they don't then become problems later on down the track. So we're right. here to maintain things, not just repair them when they become faulty or, or worn out. Um but a great property manager, in my view, is more than that. A, a, a really great property manager will understand the things that are concerning an investor. Uh, they'll understand they'll understand the structures of ownership, and they'll understand, uh, you know, finance, and they'll understand everything else that goes into the investor's mind when they're considering making a purchase. Yeah. Not so we can provide that those uh, ad advice but so we can have meaningful conversations with our clients about where their situation is at okay. um you know we'll of course we'll screen tenants and we'll lease properties yeah. and uh we'll pay all of them like that but we're more than just rent collectors beautiful that's exactly what we want to hear from you know property managers that think a little bit differently and mm -hmm. that can really go over and above as well it's all about adding value perfect um I keep I keep an eye on a few Facebook groups as well, and one of the big one of the big questions I often see in, in investor Facebook groups is, um, should I do it myself? So DIY property manager versus engaging a professional. Uh, what are some of the differences between DIY property managers versus engaging someone, so like yourself? I don't understand. Look, property management is a really, really complex field and it is becoming more so um, every single year. Yeah. Uh, just alone this year, we've, we're seeing major change in the legislation that we operate under and um, whether you're a DIY investor, property manager, or you're engaging a professional, you need to be updated with everything that's going on and you need to um, operate within the framework of the legislation. and. Um, it's really difficult. You get one thing wrong, you, you, you uh, write the wrong date on something or you haven't clarified something appropriately in special conditions of the lease yep. and it can be a really costly What's well, a good one is like the condition report mm. and understanding. I mean, you look at, I see probably managers that do thorough condition reports, mm. pages and pages and yeah. photos and photos, which can be the difference when it comes to the bond, for example, versus someone that doesn't have that trained eye when they're doing that condition report. Talk us through something like that, for example. Um, actually, I've, I have a brilliant example. I took over a property um, a few months ago and I had a look at the condition report because the tenant vacated a couple of weeks ago yeah. and it was three pages uh, with no additional comments and no photographs. I've leased the property and uh, yesterday, in fact, I did the condition report. It took me two hours and 30 minutes wow. to do and it came out at 25 pages of uh, commentary and photographs. Mm -hmm. um, the condition report is one of the most important parts of the um, paperwork that we do. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, we get often the question with investors when they're doing their cash flow for the next year, for example, about maybe rental increases as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some markets of the country right now increasing the rent mm -hmm. isn't an option. In fact, sometimes it's decreasing, so that has a challenge for an investor around their cash flow. Let's talk, if I did want to increase the rent of my investment property, what are some of the tips that you can maybe provide to to increase the rent? Well, if the tenant is under a lease agreement already, you can't increase the rent until the lease has expired. However, a great property manager will 
even if the tenant is on a lease, when they do their regular inspections of the property, will benchmark the rent so that the landlord knows and the property manager knows when the lease is up in, say, three months' time, there is scope for an increase there or not. Mm. Um, Now, if we want to increase the rent, we need to give the tenant notice in writing and at the moment it's 60 days plus extra for postage if you're doing it via mail. Right. So you're saying snail mail, you have to count for extra days on top of your 60-day notice as Correct. well. Yeah, right. Correct. Uh, at the moment it's sitting at seven days. Right. So to give them advance notice means that you suddenly show that's not a quick fix. That's going to take no. 60 days to actually get that extra income. And then the trade-off is if you increase your rental income it's, it's well above what they're willing to pay and they vacate the property. Now we're up for more fees, which means an extra week of letting fees yes. and the property being empty, Correct. which means you're actually setting yourself financially backwards Correct. instead of trying to keep rent where it is and keep a happy tenant in there as well, right? Correct. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of um, a bird in the hand. Um, especially in a market that we're seeing at the moment in Sydney, which is a little bit up and down. Um, I would rather a good tenant in there paying slightly below than having it empty because we're seeing days on market at the moment uh, lengthen, uh, which increases advertising costs, uh, increases the burden to the investor covering the mortgage Mm, without the income to offset it. So, I look, I really firmly believe that having an investment property is is like having a business, so we always need to maintain the bottom line and look after the bottom line. However, um, I I also like to keep good tenants in properties. Correct. I mean, some of the key performance indicators as an investor is your rental yield, so as soon as you buy the property, you know what it gets, but then also looking at vacancy rates as well and going a little bit deeper into what's the market rate um, for you know, current rent, mm-hmm. is there more um, supply schedules come onto the market, which may actually impact your ability to increase your rent in the future as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right. see that quite often at the moment. You know, Brisbane apartments are super competitive at the moment. It's a race at the bottom. Sometimes there's free uh, weeks free rent. Throwing Foxtel, for example, so there's all these little sweeteners in there that can actually erode your margin as an investor too, right? Yeah. Um, perfect. One of the biggest mental barriers that we see for, for kind of new or younger investors is um, is the fear around what happens if the tenant damages my property or worse, they, they stop paying rent, for example. So I want to understand what are the uh, legal implications for a landlord versus a tenant? So what rights do I have and what rights as a landlord and what rights does the tenant have as well? We all have our rights stipulated in the lease agreement and under the Residential Tenancies Act. Um, now, those concerns that you mentioned, are, are, I understand them. I'm a landlord myself, yeah. so I understand those concerns. Um, you have the right to have the property returned back to you in the same condition that it was given to the tenant. Yep. You also have the right to receive the rent every week or fortnight or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, the tenant has the right to live in the property in exchange for the rent that they pay, but they don't have the right to damage it. Um, But they do have the right to have things repaired as they are required to be repaired. Uh, In the case where something goes wayward, the very, very first indicator that I've found, and it's in 99% of circumstances, if a tenancy is about to go wayward, it starts with a rent arrears problem. Yeah, okay, perfect. 
red Sorry. flag straight away. Straight away. Yeah. Uh, so a great property manager will have systems in place that monitor on a daily basis the arrears situation. Not only that, though, they'll have a relationship with the tenant whereby the tenant can feel confident and comfortable to ring them and say, hey, I'm having a bit of a situation here. This is my problem. Yeah. What can we do? So that the so rather than putting the fear of God into your tenant, just being able to say, look, if there's a problem, mm. let us know early on. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We can advise the landlords. We can take preventative action. We can have contingencies in place in case something goes wrong. You really become that middle person between the landlord, the tenant, and you can play both sides of the field as well, really. Like, yes. Politically, you've got, yes. you've got to keep your tenant on side, yes. keep them happy. And you've also got to work in with your landlord who's effectively paying you because that's, that's ultimately your client. That's why it's such yeah. a difficult job. Absolutely. We are, make no mistake, we are here to represent the landlord and look after the landlord's interests. However, we don't have an effective investment property without a good relationship with a good tenant. Yeah. It's a very fine line that you have to tread there. Very, very fine line. Which is why you know, we always say, Experts are in this field. You're better off paying an expert instead of kind of DIY. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Really appreciate it. This obviously comes out of years of experience, yeah. you know, the trained eye. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, love having you on, on the show. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Joe, Joe's details will be in the show notes as well. Um, that's a wrap for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you love the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Feel free to share with your friends and family. Until next week, take it easy. Thanks very much.